welcome to This Magical Life, a weekly podcast hosted by two witchy friends. I'm Victoria, and I teach Teen Witch Academy. My craft is my everyday. I'm Margaret. I'm a magical bard, and I coach writers, and I'm also a tarot practitioner. We're both witches and dog people. Hi, Victoria. Hello, Margaret. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. How about you? I'm very good too, thanks. That's awesome. I'm really, really excited to talk about today's topic of altars. Ooh, me too. I love creating altar spaces. Me too. And I think I always liked it, but there's something special about it because I feel like at T and Tarot, the community altar, that was one of the first activities you and I did as friends. We did. We did. And that was so much fun. And we love having that community altar. Um, you know, I think I always loved to create altars, but didn't quite know what I, that I was doing that at certain times in my life. Um, but always loved having that space that I could just like kind of call my own and, you know, have all my special things there. Almost like when, you know, when you're with a little kid and they have like a little treasure box. Yes. Yeah, same type, same type of thing. I think I just always loved that. I don't think I ever grew out of that. And to me, my altar space is a little bit like those treasure boxes where it's all of my little things that I feel are special, you know, to me. Maybe somebody else would come in and be like, what is all this? But yeah. To me, well, that's, I mean, I think that's the key, right? Is that it's, it's such a personal thing. Mm-hmm creating an altar no matter where you're creating it no matter how big it is it is go ahead no I'm sorry I was just saying it is okay curating all those little things that are meaningful um little things big things you know depending on the space you're using certainly Mm -hmm. when we made community altar it was a lot more space than I typically have for an altar Mm -hmm. bigger things uh which was fun but just kind of creating a feel out of decorating it's, you know, it's so much fun. And to make it personally meaningful is really powerful magically. It sure is. Um, one of the things I really always love when we do our community altar space is um, I love when people add things to it. And usually what happens is somebody will add something to it. And I'll, you know, I may see it on either the day they put it on or after. And then when they see me, they'll be like, I'm really sorry. I put this picture up here. Is that okay? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And um, we had something, in fact, at Yule. Um, well, this isn't our ancestral altar. This is our Yule altar. And somebody had put a picture of a deceased family member. And I thought to myself, but if that's what's important to you, and like you feel you feel that, that that should be on here for this, then that's all good like there is no when you start making rules about your sacred space that you know you have to do things a certain way then it just becomes a chore I agree and I have read many resources that say like this is how you build an altar you have to put you know a chalice here you have to put a wand there you have to put this that and the other thing in certain places and there's nothing wrong with doing that but I always found it to be very restrictive. Sometimes I like to use things in my altar that don't fit other models I've seen. Absolutely. 
and it's it's I think it's important to hold on to the freedom to make our altars independently powerful spaces. I agree. Um, I think that there's things that you should do if you're if you are creating an altar, such as clean it. I think that yes, yes just start with a clean space that you're dusting off or windexing or whatever you need to do for your space um, to make it clean around there because you don't want chaos. And I think also like cleansing it with like salt or, you know, um, um, smoke from sage or Palo Santo or, you know, a, a, a spray cleanse or just something to cleanse the space and get any negative energy out of there. I think that that's like the one, the only rule maybe that I really follow because I feel like that's important because I don't want to bring chaos to my space where I'm supposed to feel at peace or a, a place where I'm supposed to be meditating or just a place that I'm supposed to find beautiful. It's not really beautiful if there's like, you know, stuff all around it, you know, um, it becomes just cluttered and then you don't enjoy it and then you kind of ignore it. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, and there's so many ways to clean an altar space. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some great ones. You can use sound to clear it. You can use a, a besom. You can, you know, anything that you do to kind of start with a clean slate. I, I always do that. So I usually change my altar out um, seasonally. So, you know, when Yule season ends, I'll clear it all and build another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily build sabbat altars but that's just it's it's a reminder eight times a year okay let's just clear this out clear out mm-hmm. the old energy i usually keep all of my herbal offerings for the entire season on the altar and then when the season ends and i clear it i take them outside and give them to the forest oh nice um, yeah yeah i kind of like <laughs> have this hope someday that like things will sprout of course, not in the winter time, but you know, like things will grow in the forest that I could then wildcraft and use in a future altar. Uh, well, because some of what I'm throwing in there is seeds and you know other other plant material that may contain seeds um, and whatever else plants need to to do their thing. That's such a nice thought. Thanks. It you know? feels better than throwing it away, like yep. in a trash pail. Yep. Yep. You know like bringing your altar outside and just never letting that altar kind of leave you you know like I mean especially if it sprouts again and you know how wonderful would that be yeah yeah I also toss all my old matchsticks into the woods and let so the wood can you know obviously they're not smoldering by this point because they've been in my cauldron for you know a a whole season um and it just you know so like the act of clearing it I try to make feel magical as well. And, and so a, a process of connecting to the earth. Yeah, I mean, that's so magical because could you imagine like the forest creatures that are kind of like bringing, you know, like the birds that maybe you're taking some of the matchsticks to like make a nest. And, you know, I mean, just when you think about it, like on that scale, it it's just beautiful, you know, like um, it's really giving back and it's really, like you said it it just sounds so magical like I'm envisioning this very magical space right now (laughs) it's just the woods next to my house um yeah there have been times so we have like you have we have a stream it's not always filled with water but when it is sometimes I'll take the herbs down there if it's not too treacherous if it's icy I won't because it's a very steep yep uh, incline with a lot of rocks Mm -hmm. and I don't want to die so um 
<laughs> I won't do it in the winter time, but sometimes in the spring when the stream is really going, mm -hmm. I'll bring the herbs down there and pour them in the stream. Um, but, you know, I, I think I, I definitely agree with you that clearing the altar is as much a magical process as building the next altar. I, I think so too. I think it's nice to, um, to give back to nature. Um, I think it's, I think it's nice also if you, you know, sometimes for what I, I have, I have 12 thoughts going on here. I'm so sorry. No, that's <laughs> I try to bring something from my last altar into the next altar. Oh, I like that. So I also like that idea of not only like the things that you don't need getting rid of, but like bringing them outside, you know, bringing them um, to somebody or something that could use them or possibly that they bloom again. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? Because you're right. There's so many seeds and everything in there. So a lot of herbs and, you know, um, so I really like that idea, but I do try to keep something um, from my last altar onto my new altar space, almost like it's like a big circle happening, you know, um, um, and I, cause I try to change my altar like around every Sabbath and I don't really make it like, you know, it's not like per se, like a, an in bulk altar, but I right. try to things on there for, okay, so it's in bulk season. So now I'm going to add like some things for, like welcoming the light and like, you know, have a lot of those like whites and silvers and, you know, the lights coming and, you know, um, yay light kind of thing. Um, I try to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Um, that idea of bringing forward something from the past altar into the new one, honoring the Sabbath, but not necessarily feeling pressured to make it a Sabbath altar. All of that is fabulous. Yeah. Um, my other problem, well, I, I say it like problem, like it's a bad thing, but I happen to have a few, a few altars in my home. Um, I have, you know, my, my main altar, which is upstairs, I have my altar in my studio, which I like to have a lot of crystals on. And um, I find that they charge up there. And then because my studio is kind of by my garage door where I go to my car. So like each day, like if I need some, I could come in here, see what's spread out and be like, oh yeah, I could use that tiger's eye today and put that in my purse or whatever and take out like the rose quartz that was in there. Um, so I do have a, a an altar in my studio. I also have one in my dining room, which is my ancestral altar. And that basically stays the same all year. Um, unfortunately, I have to keep adding photos to it, of course, as people pass. But, um, and I also change my um, uh, offerings. Sorry, I was like really losing my, my, my chance. I think that this is just a topic I love so much. I have like way too many things trying to come into the funnel. But then the last altar that I have is in my kitchen. Um, and it's not like a normal like kitchen witch altar because we all know my, my whole cooking thing. <laughs> I won't dwell on that, but it's mostly like plants and crystals and like things from nature that I've kept. Um, you know, little treasures, little geodes, little shells. Um, I have this really teeny tiny, it's probably about a half an inch tall Buddha that I found somewhere <laughs> and, uh, and it's on there. I love it because it's, it's a treasure that I found. I think I might've found it at the beach or something. Um, but I have like some sea glass on there and things like that. And even hanging because it's in like a windowsill, even hanging, I have some herbs that I've dried out from my herb garden, you know, all types of things. It's almost, maybe it's more like a green witch altar, but it's in my kitchen. So I call it my kitchen altar. I love that. I, 
I also have multiple altars. I have my main altar, which is on top of my bookcase, one of my bookcases, um, which is not fancy, but it's, you know, that's where I'll light a candle. That's where I do offerings, which are usually herbal in nature. Um, although I did just get, I'm going to detour for a minute. I did just get from Folklore Flower Co. Mm -hmm. uh, and made a wooden bowl and a little wooden chalice. <sighs> Oh my gosh. I will try and remember to post the image on social media because they're beautiful. And um, the wooden chalice even has a little wooden cover. Oh my gosh, how gorgeous. I know. And it's like handmade. Um, and they're, they're, just, they're just beautiful. I saw them and I <laughs> told my sister, you know, your friend Kate, um, <laughs> put those aside for me because I, I, I didn't have time to buy them when I was there at the time, but I was like, I, I'm going to purchase those. Those are mine, they're coming home with me. Um, so I have, those will go out on my next altar. They're not currently on my altar because I just got them. But, uh, but I have my main altar and that includes, I have like this like wood, wooden witchy cabinet where I keep my herbs for offerings and stuff like that. So it includes that. Um, and then I also usually have a little mini creativity space on my desk, which is only about six inches from my main altar. <laughs> but, you know, since that's where I do most of my writing, that's right. Where that and then a lot of times, um, especially in the winter, because I don't open the window a lot, I'll put a little protection altar up on the windowsill. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where I also hang, I have a witch ball for protection that hangs there as well. Oh, um, love. Yeah, and then if I want to charge crystals in the moonlight, I have a little tiny window right by my bed. Mm -hmm. And shines right into it. And I know because she often wakes me up when she's full. And I'll just kind of put them there to charge. Uh -huh. I have, uh, I have uh, some nice pieces of selenite, so I'll put those with it. Oh, and then I also keep a selenite uh, wand above my door to purify any energy coming into the room. Oh, nice. What a great idea. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I'll put, just like some like I'll make like a little space so I have like a closet wardrobe that's like built into the wall built onto the wall and it has a little shelf where mm -hmm. I often store some extra books but sometimes I'll also put a little altar space up there as well so I kind of just scatter them everywhere yeah yeah I mean it's just nice and I'm sure that you experience the same thing when you see them it kind of brings like a little smile to your face yes. um you know I'm actually planning another altar space for the office that I'm going to be moving into. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, and when you were saying about the moon, you know, one of the things that I do is um, during the full moon, especially um, in like the fall winter time of year, my husband and I get this great like moon shine right into our bathroom. I mean, it's gorgeous. So at any given time, I just have like um, bottles and, um, vases and you know containers with water in them to make moon water um you know that I'm going to use for all different things I mean we've used them for sprays we've used them for, with oils and stuff but um yeah so I I feel like almost um in a way my whole home feels like an altar because it's all the things that I love in here and I'm constantly telling my family don't touch those <laughs> <laughs> well and I say that when one walks into your home it instantly feels so warm and magical. And that's, that's 
probably because of you, but also because of these spaces that you've curated and put together. You know, you look around and you can just, it just looks like there's love in every corner. Oh my gosh, that's such a nice compliment. Thank you for that. That makes me feel so happy. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I just, I, I love, I love having altar spaces. And, you know, I could say the same thing about your house. And I know that you share your house with a group of people, but it, it feels very cozy and magical and there's a little witchiness in your house. I, I know that the rest of your family will say maybe no, but yes. <laughs> I'll convince them at some point. <laughs> yes, I'll help you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, my, my nephew has asked me uh, more than once to do a little spell against nightmares for him. So sometimes I'll just come and do some spell work. That's great. His, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I did tell him, you know, um, with the crystal, um, that I had given him at Christmas time. Um, I did tell him that you charged up during the day so that, cause it glows in the dark. For yeah. People weren't at this thing you know, uh, for everybody else. Um, so it glows in the dark. So I told him that you charge it during the day. And then when you go to bed, you turn off your lights cause it's glowing and that will keep all the, the negativity away from you. Oh, that's so beautiful. It was Thank like, you. and Lovely. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I told you this, but I'll tell our listeners as well. I think he took that to heart because he slept with it, like <laughs> a rock in his bed. Yeah, that's comfy. <laughs> so, um, to be fair, he is he, he's still small and he has a full-size bed. So there's plenty of room for a crystal. And him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, he definitely took that to heart, I think, because he slept with it in his, you know, like under his pillow type of. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm like, that's his point ever. <laughs> it's so adorable. Are um, there that you think have to be on your altar? Like, it's a must. And not that, like, it's some rule or anything, just your own rule. Like, something that makes you feel like, okay, now this is an altar space for me. Yes. Uh, depends on the altar. I definitely like there to be at least one crystal. Um. Maybe that's because I have so many planets in Capricorn, the earth sign in me, you know, loves connecting to the earth in that way. And because most of my altar spaces are on a second or depending on how you're viewing our house, third floor, mm -hmm. very far away from the earth, it feels. So to make sure that there is a crystal, it keeps it grounded feeling mm -hmm. and me feel connected to the earth when I'm using that space. Um, so I definitely like to have that. On my main altar, I always have an offering bowl for herbs and such. Um, sometimes I've got more than one going, depending on <laughs> what kind of altar it is and what I'm offering. I, I do have um, a bowl that I'll burn things in, you know, that's, that's meant to, to hold heat, um, just because that feels safer. Mm -hmm. um, and then... I also, at my main altar, I like to have my wand nearby. I don't often use it except for, you know, when I'm calling in the corners, but, um, or quarters, whatever people say. When I'm calling in the energy of nature, there I also have my wand, but um, I just like to have it there. And then I also have, um, I don't know if you remember, but around Samhain, Kate, brought us or on Samhain she brought us those heart roses mm -hmm. and I have one of them dried on you know on top of my little witchy cabinet 
my gosh, I have mine dried right here in the studio too on my altar right here. I love it. I love it. So yeah, those things are typically always there. Often there will be some kind of a candle. I don't always light a candle. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes there'll be incense happening. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely I like to have a way to connect to the earth and I like to have a way to give thanks. Those okay. are a must for me personally. How about you? Okay. So for me, um, one thing that I must have on my altar is I have this favorite picture of my father and I. Um, my father passed away about 18 years ago. So I have this favorite picture for my daughter's christening. And that always has to be on at least one, you know, on one of my altar spaces. Um, it's a really important photo to me. I just love the way we both, we both look really happy and, um, and I just love it. So that always has to be on an altar space for me, um, for me to really feel connected to my ancestors. And that's not even on my ancestor altar. So, um, <laughs> but you know, I do have like, I, so on my main altar in my bedroom, I have my main altar and, um, and that's the one I do a lot of I used to do a lot of my magic at. I'm finding that I'm doing more magic in my studio, but um, I, you know, I have all the, the normal, I have the chalice, um, you know, I've had the same one since I got married. It's a, it's a glass that I used at my wedding. I love it. Um, my name is etched in it and my wedding date. So um, I use that all the time, you know, for any sort of chalice needs. I do have my, and I'm going to say the word wrong, but athemi, athemi, athemi. Your magical knife. My magical knife, which is not sharpened. It's made of selenite. It's gorgeous. Um, Christine at the Coveted Stone made it and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. But I do have that on my altar. I, of course, have, you know, a small cauldron for any type of burning that I'm doing um, or incense burning. I do have a lot of candles on all my altar spaces. I'm a huge candle person. And I feel like to me, like that kind of makes up my altar. And then crystals. Um you know, I do not, I mean, there's certain things that people have said, like I was told that I had to have a, I'm going to say this one wrong too, a bowline. It's like a curved knife. Okay. And E, maybe I'm saying it wrong, but I've never had one um, because I don't, I can't think of a, a time when I would need to use it. So I, I don't, I don't have that, but that's kind of to my point. People have told me that I need to have one on there you know, my chalice should be next to my cauldron and then I should have the two magical knives and then my wand should be there. And I don't really go by that. I kind of, sometimes my cauldron is in the center of the altar. Sometimes it's to the side. I kind of put things how I like them to be aesthetically pleasing to me. Um, and I always have like a bowl of salt, um, some type of selenite. And then usually I have an offering bowl um, but I will tell you a little funny story about my offering bowl since we talk about dogs all the time. Um, so in my dining room, I have this ancestral altar and it's basically, you know, a small, uh, it's basically like a small shelf on the ground, three shelves. And I just have pictures on it and little, you know, little remembrances, uh, like mass cards from funerals or, um, is that what they call those? No, they're not called mass cards. Are they? Yeah. The okay. Okay. Yeah those I have um like flowers from like my mom's funeral you know um I have candles and all sorts of things I have special gifts sometimes um that people have given me that have passed that I just love and you know so I have those on there but I always put food offerings on my ancestral altar and um 
you know, it was never a problem because I have a mini dachshund and a Morky. So it was not a big, not a big deal. Um, we now have two labs <laughs> and, uh, and Pugsley is, he's, he likes to, you know, check things out and he loves balls. Okay. So I, I like to, in the winter, put like a lot of oranges on my ultrasound. Oh. I'm learning that that's not something I can do anymore. Um, I saw him walking around. I was like, where'd you get that ball from? It ended up that it was an orange. <laughs> it was from the altar. <laughs> Went over there. I also had like, my father really loved those Pfeffernoose cookies. Um, so every, every um, you know, Yule season, I put Pfeffernoose cookies up there. I, you know, he had tried to get into the bag. I had spice drops. So like the top shelf of the altar, like all the pictures were either like knocked over or moved. And um, yeah, so I'm realizing that if I want to put out offerings, I need to make sure they're up high enough because, you know, the dogs can reach things now. So um, I, I actually, uh, after like right, right after this happened, I actually started emptying all my offering bowls. So if you have puppies, all that I'm saying is that just be careful what you put in your offering bowls. I wasn't sure like if any herbs, I couldn't remember what herbs I exactly had in there. And I was like, oh, I'm just getting rid of these because I don't want the dogs to eat them. So um, that's been a new um, challenge for my altar is the bigger dogs. And um, they, they, wanna, they wanna visit the altar too, but they wanna visit and then like take things with them. <laughs> like, I, I'll clean this up for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, while we're on the topic of dogs and altars, we used to have a Skipper Key Corgi mix mm -hmm. bear, who you've heard me talk about all the time because yeah. bear was the dog of my heart. Cute, um, cute, I've seen. Oh, thank you. He was a cutie pie. Um, and he loved fire. He would get as close as he could to fire and constantly try to put his tail in the fire. Like anytime we had the fire pit going, we were always on guard because he was just of the right height that he could switch his tail into the fire pit. Mm -hmm. so, um, I would say also, if you've got four-legged friends, just be careful about any fire or incense that you're lighting. You know, if you're going to walk away from it enough that a dog or cat even could get into it, just uh, take care on, you know, where that is and keeping them safe. Um, because that would certainly sour any magical experience for a beloved pet to be hurt right you now by fire or herbs that might be dangerous to them. I know that um, mugwort is very bad for dogs. So uh, I have, I have quite a lot of mugwort, not as much as, not as much as you have in store because <laughs> you were storing for the entire uh, tea and taro harvest. Yeah. Um, but Will did give me some of it and I keep it hanging in uh, my room. Mm -hmm. where our dog doesn't go so you know originally it was hanging in our kitchen and I was like this is just he can reach this mm -hmm. it won't kill them but it can make them really sick and I right don't want them. so I moved it um so yeah it's 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 important to be mindful of what we're putting in our magical spaces for for our pets for sure like I said I never thought about it because I have short little dogs and you know um, I was glad I had nothing poisonous or bad out, you know, it was just an orange, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually working on my ancestral altar so that I can have a, a, like a taller, I was even thinking like, you know, maybe like the break front, putting my offerings on top of there, um, yeah. like a pretty bowl or something or putting them in the break front because, you know, we can't just have, <laughs> we can't have people grazing at the altar. You know? Right. 
Right. Although Pugsley is probably thinking this is the best tasting ball I've ever found in my life. Like, oh, absolutely. And he had like, you know, like the powdered sugar on his face from like the, um, the pfeffer news, you know, I mean, it was, it was very cute. And I know that my dad would have really um, appreciated that and was probably, you know, really got a kick out of that. But um, yeah, that, that's one, <laughs> one thing I have to be careful of now. So um, yeah. Cause I also put a lot of um, black witch's salt on my altar space as well. And because it has, you know, charcoal in it, I'm worried about the dogs too. So now what I did was I um, just put some in like a little bottle and I sealed it up and uh, with some wax and, you know, this way I don't have to worry about anybody licking some or thinking that it's, you know, cause the ingredients, like a lot of times I'll use um, salt and sage. So yeah. Um, make somebody like lick it and then you know the charcoal is yeah that's not good and the ash from the fireplace you know like that's right not- yeah all these things and, and dogs especially will get very curious right and they'll eat things that we might be like ew why would you even think right to put but they're just it's their dogs it's what they do right right but I also like to keep by my altar like a journal or uh, and like something to write with so that when I'm over there I can easily journal write with, you know, write something down, um, you know, either Oracle cards or tarot cards. I use Oracle mostly. So I, I do have tarot cards on my altar. I don't use them a lot. Cause I, I like to pull from Oracle decks. So I do have that, um, or those. And then, you know, of course, like any treasures from the season for Yule, I of course had like a Yule log on there for a little while until we had our, um, our Yule celebration, um, you know, pine, all the, all those fun things, pine cones. I love pine cones. So I always have a lot of them around the house. Yeah, no, they're, they're pretty awesome. Um, and you have, you have a lot of, uh, trees that produce pine cones on your property as well. So it's so nice. You know, I, I know, I don't remember, is it maybe in the spring, like spring to summer that they start falling off and, and I'm out there collecting, I'm always yelling at, um, (laughs) I can't remember exactly what season is, but I like yell at like the people who do lawn, like don't do the lawn until you don't see the pine cones. And they're like, what? (laughs) Because I want to collect them. Yeah. Oh, you know, if, if we, if we like run them over with the lawnmower, they just kind of break up and it's good for your soil. And I'm like, but no, I want to use them. So good for me. (laughs) Yeah. I am. I'm usually very sappy when I'm collecting them and have sap all over my hands and I love it. (laughs) Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think, okay. So overall, is there, if you were going to talk, I know that you talk altars with the Twitches a lot. If you were going to talk to someone who's maybe about to create their first altar, mm-hmm. what is one bit of advice you would want to give them? I think one thing would be like, if you have to go get something, it should be something you're going to use. So like a cauldron, some type of cauldron or fire safe bowl you should definitely have so that you can either do a smoke cleanse you know use your sage whatever whatever you want to but I think that that's important more than like the aesthetic pieces I also think that you can like walk around your home and see the pieces that you've collected over your life what's important to you maybe there's a shell from a beach that you that you like maybe you know maybe there's a little vase um because I also like to have flowers on my altar so like Maybe there's a plant or something, um, just whatever's important to you. For a long time, I had a teddy bear that I had gotten when I was born. Um, 
it's not on my altar anymore because it became so fragile that it's just in the china cabinet um but you know some things that are important to you and it doesn't matter if you know other people in books have those same things on their altar or not if you feel if you feel happy when you look at it and you feel um just at peace when you're looking at it then it belongs on your altar i agree with that i think following your instinct is really important it's good to look and see what others do with their altars and to read about altar spaces because it can give you ideas but um not to feel like you have to recreate what someone else is doing right. and you know it, it just has to be something functional and magical for you and that's going to make you feel exactly how it should yep and i was just going to say that i love looking at altar spaces i love when they're like in in magazines or in um in books so and i don't know now this is another margaret question but Margaret, like if our listeners have like a cool altar that they want to like take a picture of, can they send it to us somehow or like, can they share they it with tag us? They should put it on Instagram or TikTok and tag at this magical life podcast and then we'll see it. So please do share your altar spaces with us throughout the year if you've changed them or, you know, once if you don't, um, we'd love to see. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see all of them. Thank you, Margaret. Yeah, I always sure on the spot like hey can they do this <laughs> there should always be a way so you know the worst <laughs> i would ever say is i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> so it's all good absolutely so okay it's now time for our final segment of the show you know you're a witch if and this week's is you know you're a witch if your living space is filled with mini altars guilty <laughs> Aim. <laughs> what size living space you have you could have a 5,000 square foot house you could be in a 200 square foot room you could be anywhere in between um, and you can make your space magical with with lots of little altars or big altars whatever absolutely. Suits absolutely and if you really don't have space for it just keep it even like in a shoebox your your important things and then bring them out whenever you want to use them that's fine too like if it can't be out all the time that's fine. Or if you're still in the closet, you don't want your family to know, bring it out whenever you use it, put it away when you're done. Um, you know, just, just have those things around you that you love. And I'm going to do a plug for Victoria because her, her business Sage by the moon makes beautiful, um, travel altars or altar boxes that can help you. Um, you know, if you, if, if you want something a little bit more than a shoebox. Uh, Victoria's boxes can help and we'll put a link in our show notes. Thank you. Of course. Creating them. <laughs> I have one and I adore it. So Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> it, I, I, you know what, I, I use it when I um, am doing magic outside. Yeah. To carry what I need outside. Yep. I use it for that. I, I do that too. Cause it's so easy to just kind of pick it up, go outside. Um, and I do like, well, not in the cold weather like we had, but in the in the warmer weather, I do like to go outside. It just feels so magical. There are nights that I like to go out there and I can like ear, hear, the, hear the owls or like hear the birds. I just love it. Yes, 100%. The only thing I don't love, and this, this is nothing against bats because I don't want to make this, but like when they start flying out, it freaks me out and then I have to come. So 
I don't hate bats. I just don't want them near me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. They're not for everybody. <laughs> well, I hope whatever you build for your altar listeners, it feels magical to you and special to you and helps create a space that brings you all the good vibes. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. If you loved this, please leave us a review. We can't wait to talk to you again next week.